This is a stand-up New York Labs production, providing you podcasts since 2013. Welcome to What a Time to Be Alive, the only podcast counting down everything this week that made you say, What a Time to Be Alive. And now, Patrick Monahan, Kath Barbadoro, and Eli Uden. Hey, what's going on, folks? Uh, welcome to What a Time to Be Alive, the only podcast uh, that counts down every week uh, to tell you the things that make you say the thing that the podcast is called. Uh, I'm Patrick Monahan. I'm Kath Barbadoro. I'm Eli Uden. Uh, yeah. Kath, is, Kath is calling us uh, uh, remotely from um, somewhere in, I think, one of the poles. I don't know. Yeah, yeah like a... just the log cabin that I was born in. Yeah. Um, just, with, just... We just got running water this year. Yeah. It was very exciting. Everything's um, made of logs. Yeah, like the phone is wood. It's just all wood. <laughs> I had to whittle this phone to call you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, you know, uh, Barbara Doro is actually Kath's stage name. I don't know if people know this. She's actually, her real last name is Kaczynski. She's actually the Unabomber's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so I told you not to tell people. Yeah. Nah, you sorry. could like make a portmanteau, like Kathzinski. Like, that's a fun. <laughs> I try to keep that under wraps. It's this is really going to hurt my show business career. Yeah. Have you ever guys ever legitimately whittled? Like I for real whittled. I can't. I was going to say I feel like of the three of us, you are most likely to have whittled. That's correct. Because and it was in New Hampshire. They used to go up to a cabin in New Hampshire with my parents, and I'd like <laughs> they'd like take away my Game Boy and stuff, so I'd legit sit on a deck and whittle as a young boy <laughs> eli with like a corn cob pipe yeah a little corn cob pipe filled with bubble gum <laughs> what did you whittle like little animals and stuff oh you know fun little mo- like sh- fairly lo- lang- long animals that i didn't have to do a lot of shaping <laughs> a, w- a lot of worms you whittled a lot yeah, of worms I whittled a lot of worms and snakes <laughs> Well, yeah, that's like pretty much what there is to do up here because uh, the Wi-Fi doesn't work and yeah. uh, there's no cell service. So, we were, we were, so like, as you're, we, yeah. were, we were trying to get the, you know, we tried it a bunch of different ways to get internet audio because we wanted to try to make it a little bit better than than the the over the long distance phone line. Um, so I, you were plugged into like a an Ethernet cord in, into like a tree, or how does it work up there? What's yeah, the... it was. I was um, pedaling a bicycle that was powering <laughs> the router. And uh, I just got too tired. So now I'm using a landline for the first time in yeah. probably a year. That, so. that that Looney Tunes song was definitely playing. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to know what the name of that song is. And I've tried to find out so many times, but I can't figure out any way to Google the the noise. <laughs> Some, somehow your cabin had two smokestacks <laughs> alternating on top yeah. during this process. <laughs> just belching. Yeah, they like... were like puffing out smoke <laughs> yeah. like animatedly. Yeah. 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 That's... That was what was happening. But like on the really... bright side, I've had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yeah, so and, uh, your Thanksgiving is still going on, basically. It's right still, now. I have a week long Thanksgiving. I'm not getting back till Wednesday. It's pretty great. What's the? Uh, so what have you been doing? Uh, um, well, I've been uh, having my parents pay for everything. So that's the main reason it's nice that's is because tight. I don't have to spend money. Um, they have a lot of really nice. Because uh, we're Italians, so we have like some high quality cold cuts up here. I've been eating a lot oh, yeah. of sandwiches. I'm going to come back, and you guys are going to be disgusted by how much weight I've gained. <laughs> I, I find it very hard to, like, like I can't, like, combine in my head the the bad stereotypical idea of, like, living in New Hampshire that I have and the bad, like, Italians eating cold cuts yeah. idea. Like, it's <laughs> getting mashed up in my head. Hey, that's a freaking compost over here. What are you doing? Yeah, just, oh, it's the just... worst of both worlds. Just imagine a libertarian, like, 
gun nut uh, micro nation having Guidos. That's what yeah. it is. I'm just it's a, great. You got to end the Fed, Mano. Just, <laughs> just splitting salamis on a stump with a hatchet long ways. <laughs> <laughs> just chopping it up. Just like, you know, with the fucking tapping trees. Like, oh, that's, that's a sweet maple syrup. <laughs> just, like, the tree, we tap the trees for marinara sauce for that sweet gravy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you... What... <laughs> What do you do? Tomato trees. <laughs> you have to really get used to the cold to be able to wear the uh, sleeveless undershirt uh, yeah. in, in the, that weather, though. I yeah, no, right. it's all all weather. There's just my dad is just out grilling in a wife beater, <laughs> just all, all year round. That's that's a shirt my dad calls going back to the old days, Bay Ridge. He calls it a guinea t-shirt. That is a true fact. <laughs> That's just a slur in a shirt's name. I think it's better than wife beater because it doesn't it's, involve anyone getting harmed. That is more acceptable than wife beater for sure. <laughs> That's like, you can't say that. <laughs> That's not allowed. No, it's for some reason it's allowed now. It's I fine. feel like intra-European racism is generally pretty funny, you know, especially yeah. among friends. It's not something that really is too frowned upon. I don't know. That's, <laughs> yeah. If somebody, what, if somebody calls me a, what am I going to do? Get mad? Oh, you what do you mean be, you're calling me a, you know. You need to be best? proud of your white race. Yeah, yeah oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I remember the we made the podcast happened, all the way last week. <laughs> the best thing that happened over Thanksgiving that I feel like sums up like my New England Guido family is that my uncle very sincerely said that Gronk should play Jack Reacher. <laughs> he was like <laughs> Rob Gronk. Rob Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski should Reacher. play Jack Reacher is he a, is because. He... Go ahead. Just because Tom Cruise is too short. He yeah. called Tom Cruise a little squirt, and he said Gronk <laughs> should be Jack Reacher because that's who he imagines when he but reads the books. But you got to have – I feel like that's missing the, the, the good Boston accent. It's just like, listen, kid, Gronk, Jack, Jack Reacher. Reacher. <laughs> just the name Jack Reacher in a Boston accent is great. Jack, Jack Reacher. Reacher. He's – you know, I mean, so he's a Jack – the Jack Reacher heads are very upset. I had never read any of the books, so I didn't have any really preconceived – I thought it was funny because – yeah, a character is famously tall, being being pl- uh, played by Tom Cruise. But actually, the first Jack Reacher movie is kind of awesome. I'm gonna it's have good. to say, my, not according to my uncle. Well. My my mom also. My mom is a big time Jack Reacher fan, and she said that she also doesn't like Tom Cruise. Like hasn't liked him for a long time. I think he like cheated on his wife at some point, and she. My mom was done with Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, cheated on his wife with uh, some sort of alien surface. Yeah, not, not he doesn't have human sex. Yeah, with a perfectly yeah. smooth silver cube. <laughs> Um, no, he. The thing is that, um, yeah, the thing is that apparently in the books, like Jack Reacher is like a massive dude. He's like, it's probably supposed to be like what, like six five, and like, like yeah. he's supposed to be huge. Yeah, it's because he can and reach then, stuff. That's yeah, why his name that's is Reacher. They call him the ooh, big <laughs> Reacher over here, wingspan. Um, but the, there's thing is, there's one line in the movie that I guess is just like was in the original script from before they knew who they were going to cast for it, knew, knew it would be Tom Cruise because. There's a part where like they're ch- the FBI is chasing him and they walk into this motel that uh, Jack Reacher's staying at and the FBI guy's like looking for somebody and the motel's like well what does he look like this is how exactly how their voices sound in the movie sure and they're like we're looking for the kind of guy that looks like you could take your head off with one punch <laughs> and the motel employee's like oh Tom Cruise yeah <laughs> like, no way anyone would ever look at Tom hey. Cruise and be like Tom Cruise makes it work man I don't care no one no one the best Tom Cruise is, is Whenever Tom Cruise is running in a movie, no one ever looks like they're working harder or doing anything in their life than when, when Tom Cruise <laughs> is running. Cruise running. It's uh, just on a treadmill. I'm, I, I used to be like so I used to make fun of Tom Cruise a lot and be like a nut, but for some he like the the later Mission Impossible's, Edge of Tomorrow. Um, 
I don't know. He's good. I know he has slaves and all that stuff or whatever. Yes. Else I yeah. he's not ideal, uh, but he kicks ass. I don't know. He's, he's really, a he's, problematic he's really good. Babe, he's really good at being sure. a movie star. You know, I don't know. That's yeah, because he's a psychopath. Yeah, that's I mean, why he's good at occupying other roles. Because he's he, a dead man with shark eyes. He has that one tooth that's in the middle of his head. Yeah, you yeah. see that? Oh, it's so creepy. Once you notice that, you cannot see it. Yeah. I've I've seen like the, although I like the one people do on the internet like pictures of like diagrams of like the golden ratio drawn over and all this like that he has. If you don't know, just look up a picture of Tom Cruise and you'll notice that he kind of has this one. He just has a center tooth. Well, he got he got he got his <laughs> teeth like totally redone when he hit a certain because yeah. in in Outsiders he has like garbage teeth when he was like really you know, yeah, I he, didn't know he, that when he was like I don't, I don't his real name is. Thomas Mapother and and his his cousin is the guy that played uh, Ethan in Lost. Okay, who, who was I didn't one know of the, that either. One of the others whose name is something Mapother, and uh, I think Outsiders was like one of his first major movies, and he has like really fucked up teeth in it to the point that it's Damn, like, Patty, you know a lot about Tom Cruise. I know a lot I about a lot Tom of stuff Cruise. that's of no use to anyone. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of people that have, <laughs> it's this big is, for me. This is a perfect example for me to bring up for the third to fourth time. Ben Stiller's old weird tooth. Yeah, yeah. They all get them. They get them yanked out and get new ones put in. Yeah, I mean that's what you got to do. But somebody, I don't know. I don't know. So if Tom it was Cruise the, was like, just give me one right in the just middle. Give me like, yeah. I want. I want. I want. <laughs> yeah. I want to be able to open a tin can like in a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do that. I want to be able to fall and then hook onto the side of a cliff yeah. by my tooth. Be like, a, be like an old prospector. That's yeah, what I want to be just like. Just like a beaver. You, you can. Tom Cruise can chew down a tree in three seconds yeah. flat. I've seen oh it. Oh my god, hundred percent. He could do it. That's the thing. <laughs> he he would, and he'd be like, he. No one has ever worked harder in their life. If somebody offered a, did that challenge to him. Have you, you seen that Scientology video? Where it's like, if you see somebody pull over on the side of the road or in a car crash, you pull over, go over and help because you're like a Scientology genius and you know you yeah. can help them. That's he's look. He's operating on a different plane than everyone else. I thought you were going to say. Or worse. I thought you were going to say he's like the Jaws of Life, where. <laughs> like cuts through the car door with his fucked up teeth. No, the jaws have to open out though. <laughs> That's not gonna help. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> hey folks, Tom Cruise here. It's like oh no, he bit the fuel line. Yeah. He's the jawline of life. And that's, that's how he is. that's how Tom Cruise. That's the end of Tom Cruise. He bit into the fuel line of a burning car. <laughs> I wish just once somebody be like, "Oh no, Tom Petty died. What happened?" So it was like he bit into a live electrical wire. Tom, like, that's how Tom what Petty the died. Fuck? <laughs> Why was Tom Betty doing that? Like, I don't know. I guess he was a weird guy. Rock and roll, man. Famous people are different than everyone else. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the it's like Krusty. He's like, I have to free I'm at free base and moon rocks that's, just to get to normal. That is like that's like that guy who died that um it was sad. It was the uh oh no, what's his name? The the he, he the uh Anton Yelchin. Right? Yeah. Well, he yeah, got, he got caught. He, he like ran his himself car over. Got, yeah, like, he got ran over by his own car. Yeah. Yeah, he like got out of the car and went to his mailbox and the car like rolled back and killed him like some sort of bad like it's like that maximum overdrive movie. What's that bad it's Like Final King Destination. Movie? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were gonna talk about David Carradine or something and I was like, It's not that sad, it's pretty funny. I mean it's sad that he's dead, <laughs> no. but uh that's just a plug for the uh the best ever New York Post headline that I've ever seen, which was uh, the day after they found out he was at uh, Hung Fu. That was uh, <laughs> oh, God no. damn. tremendous. I love that. That is, I really am not a pun person. Like, I really don't like puns most of the time. But for some reason, when it's in a headline, I fucking love it. <laughs> like, my favorite one ever that I saw two years ago that I still am going to tell you now, and you're not going to care, and I'm going to be like, it's so great, is... Uh, 
in Austin, because Austin's where Whole Foods based, the local Austin paper had a headline that said, Whole Foods stocks dip. Genius. Oh, no. Genius. So good. Shelby, if you go, go ahead and hang up on that call. That's... <laughs> Dude, I was working on a a TV show with Brian Gar when that came out, and you better believe I yelled that at people all day until they, like, left me alone in a room. (laughs) Cat's like, come on, the bear's sitting up here with me, laughed. All the forest creatures, they love it. (laughs) That's, like, how a genuine mental break would start. You'd be like, all right, Kath, very funny. Could you please do the work you're doing? Yes, like, yes. Oh, food stock dip. <laughs> I was so excited. You get it? Like food dip? You get it? It's like dip, but also their stocks are down. There it's was, great. There was a, like a history of the New York Post or, or a, 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 like a coffee table book of like headlines from the Post because the Post is the best source of this type of oh stuff. Oh, my God. The, the um, Post is it's like that John Mulaney bit about all oh, the yeah. things they call people. Put my, Bozos and yeah, yeah. They have the 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 jiggle joint is what they always call a strip club, which is a classic. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but the book was called. And this is a real headline based on a real news story. Headless body found in topless bar, which is yes. just tremendous. The classic. That's that's quite a what a town. What a. They've had uh, it in their back pocket. They're like, I tell you what, as soon as somebody gets decapitated at a titty bar. Well, this will be, it'll, be, it'll be like the last season of The Wire. It'll be like the a reporter doing the crimes. Too. What about decapitated? Well, is yeah, that even a pun? I just spent six hours on a bus. Yeah, yeah. How was, yeah, was your Thanksgiving? That was your Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I took six hours to get back. The Thanksgiving was nice. I went down to DC and saw my folks and had a delicious dinner and um, did some shows down at Big Hunt, which is great. If anybody's in DC, I highly recommend the underground comedy shows at Big Hunt. Um, I went and did those. It was very fun. And then, um, and then sit, sat in a bus for six hours. It was not good. Did you see any of those clowns in Congress when you were down there? Did you give them oh, a piece yeah, of Oh, yeah, I tell you what, I saw, I saw, I saw that Trump fella. I said, hey, buddy, and I gave him a little bird. <laughs> Flip him the old bird. In... My mom does that. They're like, we drive past the, um, the like, you know, where the, where the uh, vice president lives. And it's like, every time I drive by here, I flip him off. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> you know, you got to. But that's, that's cute. good. I was celebrating My mom blades. has a resist bumper sticker now. That's, oh, yeah. That's new. So that's, that's how she's flipping everyone off. She's is it, brave. Is it, I feel like a, a, a real resist bumper sticker would be, like, way too long and, like, convoluted. It just, <laughs> the bumper sticker just says, sir, sir, <laughs> Yeah, sir. It's, just, it's an at reply to Trump. So I beg to is. differ, sir. Hello. <laughs> Please respond. It's Mueller time. It's like, all right. <laughs> Ooh, he's going to, down. Love to cheer on the FBI guys, right? Just like Die Hard. Lock, right. lock him up, sir. <laughs> <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah, they all like act like just somebody in like the fifties who just had a cab stolen. Sir, sir. Well, everyone's everyone's just. I figured this out. Like it occurred to me. Everyone that's in those replies is just doing Oberman. Like, they're all doing, like, the indignant Oberman. Yeah, oh, they yeah. totally are. Which everyone makes fun of. So I don't know what happened where all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, now it's good. Because yeah, we, what's, yeah. what's that weird thing he does on GQ where he's, like, reading directly from papers? But obviously, like, he's like go, he's going through papers at, like, a sheet a second. He's just, like, tossing them aside. He's doing, like, he's doing, like the Letterman thing where the paper is loosely important to what's going on. Yeah. Um, well, uh Hey, Pat, how was your Thanksgiving? Well, uh, mine was uh, pretty good. <laughs> no um, one asked you. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I, I uh, didn't leave uh, my parents' place. I didn't go outside except to walk the dog for uh, four full days, I want to say. Sweet boy, Willie. Wow. Yeah, uh, pretty powerful stuff. I watched probably, t- 
I'd say low ball, 12 episodes of Fixer Upper. That's what we do now. Classic. Um, little HGTV. Uh, Did you watch any Blades Giving? Yeah, we got to talk Blades. Yeah. Happy Blades Giving to the What a Time Nation. I, I Is that not. what we're going to start calling them? <laughs> I thought you guys were, I thought when you guys mentioned this, I thought you were talking about like Wesley Snipes Blade. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. What? There's like, what channels? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Blades Giving. It's just Blade. Blade Trinity was the first R, rated R movie I ever saw. I snuck into Blade Trinity. That movie sucks big times. Too bad. <laughs> Blade, yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Blade, <laughs> Blade Two rules. Blade is Blade is good. Blade Two rules. Look, Blade two I don't care about Blade. We are not talking about Blade. We are talking about Blades Giving. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just yeah. No, Blades Giving. Anyone doesn't know. There's a fantastic show on History Channel called Forged in Fire, where just like. Big nerds make swords, and it's the best shit around. And Eli and I are huge fans, um, yeah. and I was so grateful to the History Channel for doing an entire marathon of Forged in Fire on Thanksgiving, calling it Bladesgiving. I thought it was the best programming thing because, like, it doesn't matter what your politics are. You want to watch people make swords. A hundred percent. And especially, I feel like dads, dads are tough, you know? This yeah. is a show made to pacify a dad. Yeah, I liked it. What was it like? Vrunt? They're tweeting. They like put yeah. it on, and his dad stopped like a mouse in a glue trap. Like, oh, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, shout out to Vrunt for pointing out the dangers of Forged in Fire for dads getting yeah. caught unawares. But uh, that's what I did on Thanksgiving yeah. mostly. I made everybody watch Forged in Fire. Yeah. That was that was. I had the mark of it. My Blades Giving was the mark of a true Forged in Fire fan. Where I didn't end up watching that much of it because I'd already seen most of the episodes, <laughs> some of them more than once. So I was like, oh, I don't know. No, this one. Yeah, I uh, I, I did make my mom and sister watch most of Fast Five last night. What did was, they think? Um, yeah, multiple the, what's, like what's multiple pointing out of like little plot holes like wait hang on how did they meet up they were all running <sighs> around the favelas like and it's okay you need to just accept and you know one time when they jumped off the train it's like oh really it's okay can we not can we not get into the, the just accept that they're all basically superheroes and it doesn't matter this movie's about family the important thing here is family <laughs> la familia and, that's, familia and then like I was sitting there and, and then my dad came out and was like are we getting ready for bed or what because he's going to take, take Willie in and uh and my mom was like, "No, we got to watch the end of the movie." And I was like, "That's a weird endorsement." And then, and then I was like, "Well, how much yeah. more? How much more is left?" And I was like, it "Looks like an hour." Like it was on commercial. It was on uh, Spike, I think. And my mom was, like, yeah. "Oh, never mind. I'm not watching the rest of this." <laughs> so good enough to, if she thought it was like 20 minutes left, to watch the end, but not enough to watch an hour. Uh, that or, is a, a ringing endorsement from a mom. I, I mean, feel she like. watched like two two hours with commercials of it. So yeah. uh, you know, she got to the point where they're about to start the big run. You know, why, why isn't there mm-hmm. a scene where they all go to a La Familia pizzeria? Like one of Famous those mall, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they all go there and eat a family pizza. Nothing's ever going to be as important as the people in this room. Yeah, uh, two uh, large pepperoni, please. Also, why is I don't know what commercial it is, but Vin Diesel's doing voice work now, and that's not like he's Groot. I don't know. He's you know, I guess so. He's, he's got a good. Yeah, voice. Groot. Even, Groot doesn't even say words. He just he, says Groot. He's got a good voice. He has. He a, has a great voice. Do you blame? Right. Do you blame him for cashing in? I just think it's like no, I don't blame him for catching it, but it's like it's like such a unique voice that it's like not even like right. I can't even exactly I can't even remember what the commercial is for because the whole time I was like, is that fucking Vin Diesel? <laughs> it just like sounds like you know somebody like mixing somebody who's gargled glass for yeah a yeah just somebody like mixing rocks and milk in a bucket with like a broom <laughs> handle just like. This is the car they're all taking to the. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Usually, it's, it's some, funny because it... I was in a show uh, once. I, we did Fast Five for Master Pancake, and we would all do Vin Diesel. And it's it's amazing how quickly it turns into Sylvester Stallone. 
Yeah. yeah. It's very, yeah. it's a continuum. Those are all, it's like where your muscles just get so swollen that they like crush your voice box. <laughs> yeah. And then it doesn't say, just like there's too much like, like the, the, the reverberations are all weird in your throat because it's filled with just like straight up like you know muscle it's like it's it's funny with the those commercials where you get like celebrity voiceovers yeah you're right usually it's not intrusive it's like you're watching an infinity ad and it's like is that patrick dempsey like what is that as opposed to like yeah if you know immediately or like in japan where they have those ads that celebrities used to be able to do because they would there was no internet so they could just get like a million dollars for a weird like canned coffee commercial (laughs) where they're like running around like you know fighting aliens or something and it's like Hey, and now everyone obviously knows, but um, those ads would be very strange to watch. It's like, what? What is this like? A Watt, like you know, like number one movie star doing in a like bizarre a Nescafe commercial? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this yeah. is it. it's a Dodge Charger. Which, to be fair, Vin Diesel is the human version of a Dodge Charger. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> are we gonna listen to it? <laughs> That's Vin Diesel. Just car sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Like Vin Diesel, his whole thing—I feel like that's enough of Vin Diesel's voice. But you like, embarrass me. Like Vin Diesel's best roles, like he always is best in something that is like there has to be an element of camp to it, and so yeah. like to have it do this very self-serious voice. Last Witch Hunter, baby, dude. I you know Last Witch Hunter is based on. So I love Vin Diesel for I'm like making fun of his voice work, but I, I he's I like him. He's like a huge D and D guy. He's been playing D and D forever. Yeah. Last Witch Hunter is loosely based on his own Dungeons and Dragons character. What? And he's been playing for like he's been playing one character for like sixteen years. And oh, it's man. a witch hunter and he like made a movie about his D D character. Vin Diesel might like, be the most earnest man in the world. Like, he really no, is. Have you, you seen his Facebook page? The karaoke he does? It's fucking Yeah, insane. he, he does karaoke? What is he saying? earnestly singing. He did a re he did a he did a he like that Kaigo Selena Gomez song, It Ain't Me. You know that song? Yeah. He did a remix with him, like a duet, where they like spliced him in. That's beautiful. And it's like he cannot sing, but I, I have it on my <laughs> phone. It rules. Dude, Vin Diesel. Yeah, he's just he is maybe the most earnest person on earth. <laughs> he's like he's like the weird kid from your middle school, but with a million dollars. Yeah. He's like and making like, a ton of money and like he, like he was weird and no one talked to him, so he went to the gym every day. Right, he turned yeah. into a like he the, he basically is like a fire hydrant now because he's not a tall man. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is why those stare downs with the Rock are extremely funny still. Because it's like you guys are almost eye to eye, which means you're standing on how many crates right now? Yeah. What is the? That's, uh... little, that's like there's this my like him and the Rock and stuff is like like this. Uh, my friend John Trevor is like the best thing about it is like if you want to fuck the rock you probably want to fuck most cars like that's what it's just like a pile of jackhammers um yeah but i know we love you vin diesel <laughs> friend come on of the, the podcast pod. vin yeah, diesel. Come, on, yeah. come on the podcast always well always welcome vin uh so our door is open can you, you imagine that like I, a D game live broadcast with vin diesel yeah 
That's in us. That's the dream. That movie was good. <laughs> that movie was good. That movie had like a John Wick kind of vibe to it. Last um, Witch Hunter? Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I, haven't, I never saw it. Uh, all right. So, well, before we get started, I want to thank you guys for holding things down last week when I was stuck in that um, uh, Thai prison. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, no problem. You gotta, I told you you shouldn't have tried to smuggle yeah. heroin. I never. Well, I didn't know. I Look, I mean, this guy offered me like 10 grand to take, to take his suitcase across the border. I didn't think that, well, you know, why would I think there was something wrong? You know, I mean... In retrospect, yeah. Yeah, I should have remembered. Money. I should have remembered the plot of that movie, Broke Down Palace, which is one of my favorite movies, and and that is. Um, You'd think you would have learned the main lesson from Broke Down Palace. Yeah. yeah, you know, I just was more. I'm just more of a Claire Danes fan in general, so that was kind of more mm. what I was focused on. But I should have really been more concerned about what they were, uh, what they suffered. Yeah, they pulled out all of Patty's fingernails. It's gross as fuck. Yeah, well, it's I do that. To really gross. Yeah, but see, that's the thing though. Like they do that to me, but it's like th- that hurts as much. Like, I mean, I bite my nails. I don't know if anybody else does, but, like, when you get, like, a bad one, you go a little too deep. That's basically all it feels like when they pull them out, so it's not that big a deal. So what you're saying is it's nothing compared to the pain of missing the podcast. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I, I listened to the uh, the show. Uh, <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> uh, no, it was good. Uh, you got, I, I liked, I was telling Eli, I liked the, uh, the occasional waves of, like, weird hostility that you guys had to walk back. <laughs> But that was funny. Yeah, we just get riled I, up. I felt no hostility. No, I'm but just, just a very just, intense person. You know, but just like was, that sounded mean. It wasn't meant to be mean. Like that. Like that. Like it, just, that's just, it absolutely was. Like yeah. Like podcast dad was gone, and it's that thing of like, you know, when like you like you it'd be like somebody and their brother, and then all like like just starts to be a fight for no reason. You're like, I'm sorry, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. So 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 thank you for that. It was it was good. I'm back. Uh, I'm told that um, we paid off enough people that I won't get called back there for trial or anything like that. So uh, Congrats, we should be man. good. So yeah, you're going to get extradited by Thailand. That's correct. Yeah. Um, so should we get started this week? Let's talk do about. it. Let's do it. Number five. All right. Number five is, is a hot one, folks. Fresh off the press from Slate.com, the publication we all know and love. This stupid <laughs> article went up today that's uh, talking about... It's one of these things that's like trying to discuss. It's not Slate. It's Business Insider. Yes. No. It was, oh, it's it was, like it's a, slate, okay. it's a Slate repost. Yeah. Uh, it's one of these articles that's like someone just t- they do something and they think what they do is very interesting and cool, so they try to couch it and present it as some sort of like life advice column. Anyways, the the title of the article is "Stop Dressing Like a Slob When You're Traveling." By J. Brian Louder, because of course it's a man with three names. And my, and my, my initial reaction to this before reading anything else is just, uh, uh, fuck off, nerd. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. immediately what I uh, would have to this say. This is that. super... Yeah. This is like, like this is almost the equivalent of like that nerd who's like, a real gentleman wears tie, like shows up, right. just showing up to high school in like a like his dad's suit jacket and was like, oh, sorry, I'm a little too classy for the ladies here, like that sort of shit. Rolling, yeah. rolling backpack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, rolling yeah, backpack rolling and your backpack dad's tie. Sure. Just, you know, yeah, like uh, just tie and suit and then Converse All-Stars at the bottom of it. <laughs> just, you know, with a sack of magic cards hanging out of his back pocket. It's a good choice. Magic Greek game. Um, yeah, and it's just like, like there's an article, but you don't need to read it because it's not important. It's just, it's just him, yeah, yeah, saying like everyone should try to look a little nicer. It's part of the social contract of traveling. Like traveling is a privilege. You should dress up for it or whatever. But it's like the thing that annoys me is like, if you think this is just something that everybody should accept and do and like that, it's the bare minimum. Why are you congratulating yourself for it? If you, if this is like how everyone should be, then everybody else is failing and you're succeeding and you shouldn't need to say anything. 
But uh, actually, no one gives a shit, and everyone wants to be comfortable on a plane, and everyone in America is fat, and so we want to wear stretchy pants when we have to sit down for a long time. Also, they treat you like shit, and you're basically like in a cattle car anyway when you're getting on a plane, so uh, yeah. who are we dressing up for again? I, I don't really understand <laughs> Also, like, I don't know about everybody else, but I something about plane travel, I fucking sweat like a demon, and I just, like, <laughs> get so gross on a plane no matter what I'm wearing... That, like, it doesn't matter. I could go in a full tuxedo, and by the end of it, my hair would be, like, matted down, and I'd just be, like, like very okay, but... sweat tuxedo. I'd be, like, I'm uh, looking sharp. You'd be, like... Neil, you'd be Neil Hamburger. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, but now I just want you to do that. Yeah, that's correct. that would <laughs> be really funny. In a... <laughs> Get in a tuxedo. On... I would love to just take a flight in a tuxedo. And just be soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't looked up what Jay Brynlauer looks like, but I, I, or what he sounds like, but I want to read a little passage here. You know, what I think I'll, his voice sounds like. I'll make you a real life bet. Not that much money. That if you Google him, one of the top pictures are going to be him in a bow tie. Okay. I'm not going to bet because I think I would lose the bet. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> but oh, so here's here's I, gotcha. I, I, think. I actually, well, I'll do the voice before I say what I think he looks like. Um. Okay. Among the cavalcade of pajama pants, <laughs> tracksuits, nightgowns, painting rags, and ill-fitting sweatshirts that one encounters in the world's terminals and stations these days, the competently dressed individual stands apart as a beacon of civilized life, an island of class amid a swamp of slumps. So I'm picturing, I'm picturing like a... What you would call a dandy, uh, yeah. I guess, yeah. or a fop. He has a giant lollipop. One of those guys in like a powdered. Uh, his ma- he has makeup on. Yeah, he yeah, he's like... wearing he's wearing a white pancake powder rouge and, and licking a giant yeah. lollipop. He's wearing he's wearing a barrister and he's, wig. He's fanning him. He's fanning himself the whole time, and he faints at some point. That's... <laughs> yeah, I, ba- I basically just did hedonism bot's voice from uh, from Futurama. <laughs> But I'm picturing a guy who like fucking Beethoven ass. So yeah. that's, what, that's what I'm imagining this guy he looks like. He doesn't walk. He does like one of, he does like a gallop, and you know, it's like clip clop, clip clop. <laughs> we are here in the salon. Uh, so and then when he gets on the plane, instead of like you know like a regular pillow that somebody might have, it's like one of those very ornate tasseled like like red velvet pillows, and he puts it down <laughs> on the seat before he sits down. He fluffs it and like a single feather comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look him up on Google Images right now. Um, J. Brian Crowder. Uh, it turns out he's actually. This is actually the real name of the. Uh, you guys remember the Golden Voiced Homeless Man? That's interesting. I didn't expect. <laughs> it's oh. actually the same guy. No. Um. I can't tell because the first picture I don't think is him. He's a it's ghost. It's a LinkedIn for Brian Crowder. It's a black guy in a limo, um, which I guess could be him. That would be wild if that was him. I'm guessing... the, only, the guy who thinks we need to dress nice at the airport dry, only drives a limo. That's <laughs> yeah. his next article. <laughs> yeah. Stop driving casual in cars. <laughs> um, I, I got the steering wheel extra long so what? I can sit in the back and drive. What if it was a pen, what if it was a pen name because this person knew they would get destroyed? and ro- It's probably Josh Barrow's pen name. Probably. Although he would, he that's a thing he would do on his own, right? That seems like a he he he's not embarrassed yeah. about that. Da- feel, da- David Roth referred to the best takedown of Josh Barrow's whole thing is David Roth wrote about him uh, ha- having the um he's on the weird Pris beat is what they describe him, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is extremely uh, yeah. accurate. Nothing's wrong with eating pizza with a knife and a fork, people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know that kind of yeah. thing. I do right. feel yeah. bad for whatever Slate employee had to transcribe this from the goatskin vellum <laughs> that it was yeah. written on, <laughs> scratched out with a quill. You can actually sealed with the wax. 
ooh. <laughs> you, can, you can actually only read it when there's harpsichord playing in the background. He, he sent it to uh, the Slate offices by Carrier Pigeon. And they have to <laughs> yeah. He loosed, it in. but it, even his pigeon has makeup on. It's like a fancy <laughs> little pigeon. His yeah. pigeon's wearing a top hat, and he doffs the hat and yeah. then gives them the... He, he loosens the pigeon out the window and turns around. And he puts, there's just a small boy, and he just turns his Victrola back on. He's like, continue the dance, Thomas. And just watches a little boy, like, pirouette. That's what he does. <laughs> Anyways, he should have his own airline. His freelance check was uh, actually just a pile of silver. That's what he got. He didn't get yeah. it. Um... No, it was a boon from the king. <laughs> like how Eli, Eli's fancy voice is just the guy, the guy from The Simpsons who goes, Yes? No. <laughs> All my voices are just crib from the I Simpsons. I had a stroke. <laughs> yeah, my crib, Jasper Beardley's my old man voice, <laughs> and that guy's my, uh, you know, I just, I just crib voices from the Simpsons. Hit me with a moon pie. Yeah. What a time to be alive. I was ahead of you. I was already going when you said that. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll do it again. Same page. Moon pie. What a time to be alive! All right, before Perfect. we before we continue roasting this guy, as fun as it is, let's 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 keep the keep the the goalpost moving here, shall we? Let's do it. All right. Number four. Is that a saying? Keep the goalpost. No, moving? probably not. Look, I just no, I couldn't finish like the a, sentence. It's a negative like What saying. sport has a mobile goalpost? Well, I you always don't want to move the goalpost. I keep the goal. If you move the goalpost, it means you're like changing the objective of your debate. Well, that's how you win arguments, though. <laughs> Like right now, like, yeah. <laughs> that's actually. What I think I, you're moving the goalpost of this discussion. That's actually what I that. meant to say. Right. That's why I meant to say it. See that this is how it works. Now I sound like a smart guy. <laughs> I just did. You're it. one step ahead of me, Patty. Uh, right. Number well, four is about um, this lovely couple uh, who are having a child, and they they're naming their child uh, after Olive Garden because they love Olive Garden so much. Their last name is Garton, G-A-R-T-O-N. And, uh, yeah, they're going with Olivia Garton. They already got a custom uh, onesie in the Olive Garden font for their child. Um, I want to like them, but then I saw a picture of them, and the guy has, like, a crazy Amish beard and was wearing uh, Ray-Bans that were two different colors, and I'm like, mm-mm. What do you mean two You're too zany. Colors? I don't enjoy this. Like Kath is multicolored. Just had enough. Um, I I think that there's a way to have done this. Um, you know, uh, to and it's an, look. It is a nice story. You know, I think we talked about this. You know, that we're but. Uh, well, you were saying the story though is that they they ate every night at Olive Garden for like a like two months. I want to say when they were because they said it's because they were broke. But Olive Garden isn't that cheap. But maybe they got one of those unlimited passes. Wasn't that a thing they were giving out for a while? Unlimited what? Like a fucking fast pass? Like at Six Flags? <laughs> no, <laughs> they had the like the Olive Garden was selling. It's like a gas card, but just for Olive Garden. Olive Garden yeah. was selling some like kind of thing, where, and they were limited, and it was. It was. It sounded. It was like, all right. Do I try to get this? I don't even like Olive Garden, but it's too good a deal to pass up. Um, I will say this: you guys have lived in New York for a considerable period longer than I have. In most places, Olive Garden is not that expensive. I, in New York, Olive Garden, uh, all those places. We were talking about this last time, Eli. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but like you went to Guy Fieri's yeah, restaurant. Yeah. Like, all those places that cater to tourists in New York are crazy expensive. Yeah, I'm just saying, I know it's I know it's crazy expensive here, but, like, in general, most Olive Gardens, even if they're not in, like, a, a major metropolis, like, they're, they're, they're basically the price of any, like, 
chain restaurant. Yeah, but you can, you can go get your, like, unlimited salad and breadsticks and eat that pretty cheap and just, like, fill up on bread. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if, if, you're, if your money situation is that – I don't understand that you can only go to Olive Garden. Like, I feel like you can go right. to Olive Garden every night. You could you also be naming really be your able child to go Waffle somewhere House. else. Yeah. That's, dude, that's what I was thinking, too. I was like, you go to Waffle House. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I love Waffle Name House. your child Waffle House. Maybe Denny. Like, <laughs> Olive Garden, oh, Denny. you're not broke. Yeah. I mean, so they they named her first name Olivia, last name Garden. It's the thing is like it's fine. Like it's you, fine. No, no, like she can go her well, whole life, well, and you'd only have to like she'd have to tell somebody. They're gonna know because of this it's in the Daily Mail. You know, it's it's yeah, it but was like all over the internet like, at one point. Like when she goes to school and it's roll call. Yeah. Somebody's saying like Olivia Garden. Everyone's like, you named that because of fucking Olive Garden, yeah. you stupid bitch. I mean, they, they, they say there's there's some, apparently some other. I mean, there must be some other connection to Olivia, but I mean, like. Just call her like I don't know, like Lauren Olivia. Why not do the middle name, right? Because then, then you then you well, kind of sneak it in. So I read for my day job. I read um, undergraduate like college applications, and so I see like all these kids' full names, uh-huh. and there are a lot of parents who think they're fucking hilarious, and it's a <laughs> bummer. It's really? a real bummer, dude. Do you know how many kids I've seen with the middle name Danger? Like. That's bad. It's like every third fucking kid. You're it naming sucks. your kid after something from Austin Powers? Yeah. Why yes. don't you just... Because guess why? Because I, where I'm reading uh, undergraduate admission stuff, so all these kids were born in like 99, 2000. Right. So and they so... all, their names are all Austin Powers jokes. Do you know that scene where he gets the penis just pump and says that's not Todd, his bad yeah, baby? baby Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why, sort of thing. Yeah, no, there's bad. a kid named Fat Bastard. It's awful. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why at that point just why not make your kid's middle name just a full line from the movie Anchorman? Just make him like <laughs> make his name like Jack San Diego. It means a whale's vagina. Uh, Hi, look, this, my name is Mike. Uh, Mike. Goldsmith. Once it hits your lips, it's so good, Johnson. Yeah, the, the name's look. One name's Dave. Sixty percent of the reading... time. <laughs> If I'm still reading applications in three years, I bet I'll get some because it came out in 2003. So I'm definitely going to get like James Sex Panther Monroe. Yeah, yeah. That escalated quickly. Yeah, Jonathan Borat voice. Very nice. Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody pointed out, and I forget. I think it might have been Branson Reese, but if it's not, I apologize. Pointed out that there's a major plot hole in the office, and that plot hole is that there's no way that Michael Scott wouldn't have been super into Anchorman. <laughs> You're absolutely right. That is a huge problem. Like, like Anchorman cannot exist in the in the universe of The Office right. because so The Office exists in a, in a universe identical to our universe, but just the, just Anchorman did not happen. That's the only difference. <laughs> There yeah. are there are infinite. We live in a multiverse. There's infinite universes, and they're in the one. That's the only thing that's different. <laughs> and the idea that like it's like that Twilight Zone where you go to all the different dimensions, and then you end up in one, and it's like this seems pretty good. It's kind of like mine. And it's like uh, anyway, uh, let's, let's watch Anchorman. What's that? No. <laughs> that that that's just the last scene before the credits run in a Family Guy episode <laughs> somewhere. Um, I don't know. I think it's whatever. Like I, you, I need to know if. I feel like it also the back to the actual name thing. I feel like they think it's funny. Like if yeah. it was something they were doing sincerely, I'd be like, oh, whatever. That's something that's uh, relevant, like has significance yeah. to your family. Right. But I that's feel why like when I saw the zany funny. glasses, I was like, I don't like this anymore because yeah. you guys think this is really funny instead of just celebrating your sincere love yeah. for Olive Garden. They feel like they're definitely going to be the same. Who like 
bring their baby to bars all the time, and it's just like you don't get to go to bars. You have a baby. Like, it's this not- is a. This is a. I mean, it's a, it, I, It's simultaneously better and worse than the people who like got tattoos of like a of like a thing to like get free stuff from a company. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. because cool. at least that you're doing it to yourself. But if you're naming your kid, it's like you're kind of yeah. bringing an innocent into this whole situation. At least they're not going full Olive Garden. But I, yeah. but that is the other part of the story is Olive Garden was like, we're going to send you something. Thank you. Which is probably one of those uh, fast passes you were talking about. Yeah, I yeah, guess. That, look, I mean, with the Olive it's a small price to pass. pay. And that's not a bad gambit, honestly. You know, if you get free Olive Garden for life or something like that, you know, it's That child deal. is going to be so malnourished. They're just going to be... <laughs> Full of Alfredo sauce. All I eat is ravioli, please. <laughs> you gotta help me. Just breadsticks all around the house. Yeah, I, everywhere. I don't even know. I went. I've been to one Olive Garden, and it was at. It was as part of one of uh, my pals and I used to do a what we called the chain gang, and we would go like once a month to different uh, New York City chain restaurants. So the only time I've been to Olive Garden was the one at like Twenty Third and Fifth, and uh, yeah, I don't even remember what I got. That's that was not a yeah. what, where else I've did the chain gang once. go? Any what was like the highlight of the chain gang? Uh, I think the one we liked the best was the uh, we went to the down. I think we went to the Fridays that was all the way downtown. Mm-hmm. We went to uh, we went to the Olive Garden. We went to um, uh, Outback. I think Outback was probably the probably the best one. Outback rules, dude. Yeah, Outback's really good. Yeah. When yeah. I was in high school, I had a friend that worked at Outback, and he always called it Steak World, which always made me laugh. <laughs> Steak World. Yeah. We used to go. We like, to... well, I gotta go over to Steak World. Yeah. It, it was weird. Like, I mean, they they didn't have them uh, close to where I grew up, but when we would go on vacation in Florida, they had them. So it was like a huge treat, and which is hell kind of yeah. Fun. And it was like, oh man, we're going Outback. Can't wait to get. And I would get like the. You know, like way too much food, and it would, have been, and then like the inevitable complaints about like, oh, the steak's getting smaller every time we come here, and all, and then <laughs> I think we, we, we just kind of stopped going. Yeah, I feel like chain restaurants like that, like like I've only been to Olive Garden once, but I've been to Carabas a couple times, which is, I think they just swap the name out so they aren't as. I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think Carabas slightly higher, slightly higher tier than. Yeah, uh, Carabas. But, uh, fun fact is named after the guy from Dashboard Confessional. Oh, there. <laughs> is that true? I don't know enough about Dashboard. Yeah, he's, he's That's actually not the, true. His last name is Carabas. Yeah, he's though. the Carabas heir. Um, oh, yeah. Um, but it's I actually like... named after the guy who they chose instead of Jesus Christ. Uh, they just fucked up the name. <laughs> I I feel like those places have such a, some sort of special formula for their food where, like, you can leave hungry or you can leave sick and, and uncomfortably full. <laughs> like, it, from one bite, you're like, ooh, I'm still a little hungry. Have a little more. And then, like, one forkful will send you immediately into, like, I feel like shit, and I'm fuller than I've ever been in my life. I'm sure that that's all planned out. They probably have insane amounts of data science going on about that, which is yeah. cool. Uh, I like to be manipulated You're watching like that. us, man. Hell yeah. That's why I put tape over the cameras on all of my breadsticks. A little piece <laughs> of tape. You can't watch me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that's a good place to. Uh... Yeah, I'm fading fast. This is. I'm only gonna get weirder. <laughs> right, here we go. <laughs> Number three. All right. So uh, uh, over the weekend, um, actually, I don't know when it came out, but uh, there was a, a something called which I learned about from this uh, Recoil, which is the uh, a magazine billed as the ultimate firearms destination for the gun lifestyle. So this is basically uh, Gunfucker magazine. Yeah. The um, gun lifestyle yeah. is a, an amazing phrase. Like if you put your, yeah. if you ever tried to put your dick in your gun, uh, this is for you, right? This is basically it. What sort of yeah. lifestyle would you say you lead? Hmm, gun. 
probably. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Gun World. My uh, hobbies are my hobbies are gun. Degenerate lifestyle, unlike the virtuous lifestyle of gun. Yeah, these are guys who are like I live the way of the gun. It's like okay, nothing you do is as cool, dude. You're gonna blow your dick off when you see a black guy playing music too loud or whatever. <sighs> I just feel like I spend too much time at work and I don't have enough time for gun. <laughs> <laughs> Follow you, when they, my parents told me to follow my dreams, and my dream is gun. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this is a, a profile of uh, one of a uh, one of our more colorful uh, recent members of the government uh, currently in power, uh, Sebastian Gorka. It's called. A, it's a, I guess a, probably a regular segment called Zeroed In, which I think means you have, you have someone in the crosshairs. <laughs> yeah. Which is a weird way to talk about. Uh, yeah, they, this, they interview yeah, and no, then assassinate the you. Of... Yeah. <laughs> Is using metaphors. Yeah, the interview is just any last words, and then at the end of the interview, <laughs> yeah. they shoot you in the head. Right. The, the microphone is shaped like a gun, so <laughs> they put it just hold a gun shaped thing up to your mouth, and you talk into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, continue. <laughs> like you're on, you're on the phone. Have farm. you guys seen uh, the newest season of the Maria Bamford show? No, Lady Dynamite. Not yet. There's a good joke with uh, a a gun that dispenses banaka, and the guy puts it in his mouth, and they're like, "Whoa!" And he's like, "What?" <laughs> I thought it'd be fun. People like guns now. Yeah. It's really good. That's good. <laughs> so I, I assume this interview took place, at least initially, while Gorka was looking out the window of his home and just a red dot kind of hit his forehead <laughs> as the phone <laughs> rang. That's and, how you know you're being tapped by recoil for right. a press uh, release. It's like, yeah. uh, it's like, we can see you. It's like, they, very good. <laughs> They they shoot they like roll up a letter and shoot it out of a gun through your mail slot <laughs> just to, to walk out. There's like a smoking piece of paper in your you know front hallway that's like you've been chosen. It just, to and it be just interviewed. says bang on it like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. That's how they ask every question is with a different gun that unfurls a sign with a question on it. All right. So 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 this this profile is is honestly like it's like a treasure trove. It's the kind of thing that like I honestly I mean I don't want to give these people clicks. You know I don't really care who cares right. But uh. It's really funny. It's really insane. Um, I'll just read a, a little bit of a starter passage here. When Sebastian Gorka went to work on January 21st, 2017, things were looking good. He scored Ooh. a great parking spot for his Mustang. First of all, there's multiple videos of him not being able to parallel park. <laughs> <laughs> so that presumably took a long time, which is very funny. Um, stepped out into Washington, D.C.'s crisp morning air, straightened his tie, uh, I assume did something with his gigantic head, and uh, <laughs> relished the opportunity he'd been given as he strode towards the White House. It's like he, he was ready to make America great again. And then just cut like a few paragraphs. Seven months later, Gorka saw his own efforts to protect the United States from radical Islamic terrorism thwarted as the establishment rallied like a body battling an infection and expelled the outsiders. <laughs> so, I just watched Osmosis Jones for right. the first time. So now apparently like as a way of saying he's like a hero who's trying to do the right thing, they referred to him as like an infection. He's like a foreign body yeah. that was he's expelled. He's like a fucking like a snot rocket out of the nose of America. Yeah. Yeah. Our so, hero. So so but he's taking this all in stride and now he's a bunch of bragging it's, about how we won, yeah. we won, you know. Sebastian blah, blah, blah. Gorka, the equivalent of someone coughing directly into your mouth. Right. That's <laughs> the vibe. <laughs> So there's a bunch of pictures of him in like you know military school with wearing suspenders and stuff and talking about you know how he was a troop and all that stuff. Um, sure. And then uh, now and then his picture of his dad, who I think was the one who was in that like Nazi sympathizing group. That yeah, the like Hungarian nobility, yeah, like the Vitenzi Rend or something like that. So that's yeah. cool. So we got that guy in there. Um, and then uh, some photos of him. Uh, and there's a sweet James Bond like picture of him. Holding a uh, an assault rifle, um, 
It, with his, it just with looks his, like a movie still. Yeah, with his like in sunglasses, in like the snow, with uh with gloves on and like his his like jacket collar up, which yeah. is actually pretty good. It's a good picture of him because it like obscures most of his face right. and head. Most of his giant and it, head. You don't notice that it's like, you know, looks like a like he should make this his bumble picture or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because it's like on. it shows the fewest square feet of Gorka face. <laughs> right. yeah. I love the idea of Gorka on dating sites. That's a good that's fun to think about. <laughs> if yeah. anybody wants to catfish it's hard to imagine anybody see what happens like if you could peg anyone as like being single for life i feel like he would be somebody you put on the list he's like just egregiously thick goatee that's just like looks completely painted on he looks great it's like (laughs) it's like if someone hacked a video game character creator and there's like a like facial hair thickness and you just took it off the charts yeah you know so much (laughs) like the hair started growing back into his face right like fuck it all up and so we have all these interviews about how amazing how amazing it was working at the white house and how he's been a troop and all that stuff or whatever he loves america um and then depending on the news source you resigned or were fired resigned it's all there in my letter to the president you can read at breitbart.com so that's cool um but uh so there's all this stuff it's basically like a weird self-serving interview there's a picture of him where he looks like um uh, like this is probably what he would pick as his uh, Bumble profile, but he looks like, uh, as people have pointed out on Twitter, he looks like McLovin because he has yeah like, with a, the fur vest, yeah with the with the suede vest, yeah. the suede, yeah. But really, like so, and there's a bunch of there's, there's like a whole like dossier about him, and so oh, apparently he's married with grown kids, so I lose on that one. So he got me, yeah, he's he. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, his poor wife. I, I really like the idea of like <laughs> I'm just thinking, thinking about him saying like, oh, I resigned. You can read it on Breitbart. I like the idea of like. Just sending Breitbart your resignation letter from any job. Yeah. Just... Well, because you want, I mean, it's, it's it's a clear play to be like, hey, you get that traffic. Hey, what do you think about hiring your boy, uh, Sebastian? And I hope, uh, uh, two grown kids, by the way. Can yeah. you imagine if this guy was your dad? I'm just oh hoping that me and Catherine on the same page and said his poor wife, because you're imagining squeezing three Sebastian Gorka heads <laughs> out of your... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> just rip you apart. Just those huge macrocephalic <laughs> giant yeah. noggins. Yeah, yeah. I, I. That's the thing. Like his kids probably can't even hide because, like, those seem like some dominant genes. Yeah, they all try to walk through the doorway at the same time, and their heads get stuck. They all bonk into each other and yeah. fall down in different directions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is like. I mean, this is like. The, there's like some trivia here about him for like the true. I guess they do this for every person in the interview. It's like the cheesy kind of like you know dogs or cats favorite right. movie. You know, for the Gorka heads. The, the which gun the, is the, your favorite? The Gorka guy. Yeah. gigantic gun or heads. no gun. Good gun. <laughs> I'm gonna go with gun. Um, yeah. Favorite. I mean, like this is how these people are basically aliens to me. Favorite firearm: short-barreled Krebs custom AK, uh, chambered in 7.62 by 3.9. Favorite AK magazine. You guys know how you, you, what's your favorite AK magazine? I love I, them all. I can't. Yeah. You know, I think they're all. Mine great. is Recoil, the oh. magazine <laughs> for the gun lifestyle. I mean, they, they, but no, 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 no. We're not talking. <laughs> I I know that was. I was making a joke. Oh, I'm sorry. Guys, I'm very, I'm very. Uh... See, magazine has two meanings. No, Patrick. <laughs> it's also the name of a street in New Orleans where I was. Uh, it's true. Okay, so uh, yeah, well, boy, words really can do a lot. Yeah, thanks for tuning <laughs> in, everybody. <laughs> he and uh, he next and, week he... on Reading Rainbow. Well, well I, I was just surprised because he and I actually have the same uh, favorite AK magazine. Mine is also the original barrel Bulgarian ten ring. Or U.S. Palm AK-30. It's hard, so hard to pick. You know, there's so many oh choices. Oh, my God. You guys have so much in common. It's really pretty crazy. But so you get down to the, and then this is where the real, the, real, the real money shot here is his everyday carry, 
which is like Lifehacker does like that what's in your bag type thing. You know, like how do you, <laughs> yeah. how do you also, get things done? There should be a fucking ban on pass. Like, don't say passport. Everybody says passport, yeah. and it's lame, and it makes you look shitty. It's like, where are you going? Yeah. It's Who so cares? uncreative, That's yeah. Danger. Don't carry your passport on. That's why I don't have one, because I carried it in my bag and got stolen. It's a bad idea. Now somebody's doing crimes as Eli, and that's... Yeah. Well, that's his choice. I hope they're good at it. So um, he has, uh, he has. So there's, there's, a, there's a like a picture of like a table with all his stuff. You know, like if he like emptied his, you know, bag in his pockets or whatever. And he's got um, pistol Glock twenty nine, pistol two Smith and Wesson MP nine millimeter full size. So he carries two pistols. That's the life, the life this guy's living. Um, flashlight, fucking... Surefire six P, and a thin pen light. For polite work, whatever that means. <laughs> two flash, so two two guns, two flashlights. That's a this is a normal man so we're talking dangerous. about here. Um, Just his cargo pants must be very saggy. <laughs> yeah. He's this is the most tactical man that's ever lived. That's what we're looking at. <laughs> Just my, I had a vivid memory of being in like ninth grade and wearing those cargo pants that zip off. And having oh, a TI yeah. 83 plus calculator in one of the cargo <laughs> pockets, and it would like swing around my leg every time I walked. Man, I sucked. That was so <laughs> shitty. Um, that is like the most high school boy look. Is it's extremely super heavy high calculator boy. in flimsy cargo pant pocket. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it was like oh, it was so bad. Yeah, the other thing is, I just love like. Can you imagine him like falling down a flight of stairs? Just, Both guns going. Yeah, up? So it's like the fucking Fourth of July. <laughs> just like just rig- the bullets ricocheting around a stairwell that he's falling yeah. down. Well, fortunately, yeah. if that does happen to him, he also carries a tourniquet that he can deploy with one hand. Yeah. This oh, is, thank goodness. This is like I mean, like think about like the idea of you're getting ready to go out. What you get like your wallet, your keys, your phone, like your headphones, your tourniquet, and then you like I imagine a world like... in which everyone has a tourniquet. Yeah, like, that are you going to amputate? So it's because he he has a tourniquet because he constantly shoots himself. Right, in the leg. I mean, like what? <laughs> well, that's the thing is like talking about him falling down the stairs. Like that's a very real risk for someone with that weird a center of gravity to <laughs> right. his head. Yeah, He's it's something he has to worry shoes. about. He's basically uh, a toddler at all times. That's his. Yeah. That's what he, yeah, yeah. But he's and he, so he's got these with a tourniquet, and then if in case he needs to do any amputating, he's got um. A CRKT Hisatsu, which I, which is uh, under the category Blade. <laughs> so it's like a switch. It's, it's what like is a, your chosen blade? Yeah, so he respect. He, I bet Gorka watches Fortune Fire. So, I'm, I'm sure he does. It makes me sad. So he he's got the it. he respects the way of the gun, but he also respects the way of the blade. So you have to give him credit Forgive for that. Forgive me, master. He respects the old school. <laughs> but that, I feel like that's behind you. I feel like the always having a knife thing is is like it's like a it's like a kind of a dad thing. It's like a strain of a dad thing. It's I, a type of of du- of old dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have I have friends who are my age who like moved out to the suburbs and like they just always have one of those like I mean you can't carry a knife like that in New York like you get like yeah. it's illegal but it's one of those just like fold out knives not like a switchblade or or anything like that but and they just have it and it's like well just think of what you can need it for I was like I don't know what I, I use I would use my keys probably like cut like a I, thread like yeah. what are we talking about here <laughs> yeah I think, and then I, they I inevitably couple... find a use for it like yeah. that, like they create a scenario like they they find a way to justify the knife yeah I I, I have a couple of friends in. Michigan, who like carry a knife on them, and it actually is, does come in handy. Like, are you cutting like, down your Christmas tree like constantly? Yeah, like, what yeah, is the trimming like, it? You got to trim the, it. I got that twine. I got to oh. cut. Also, do you want to know what I was really hoping the contents of one of his pockets would be? Uh, I was hoping that one of his pockets is just filled with fun dip, but like loose, not in a packet. Just, just the sugar. A, he just has a pocket full of fun dip sugar, and he licks his hand and puts it. Oh, in he there. doesn't. He doesn't carry the the the, <laughs> the lick him stick. The no, he stick. licks his hand <laughs> and then shoves it in his pocket and pulls it out. Fun dip and sucks on it. (laughs) 
he gets really bummed out when he confuses his blade pocket with his fun dip pocket <laughs> yeah, and cuts yeah, his finger. He licks his hand and stabs it. <laughs> he has like a pocket protector just because he has fun dip in there. So it can just go from suit to suit. Yeah. He has a little vial like in the 70s. Like he can dip instead of Coke, it's fun dip. Just blast some fun dip whenever he wants. So, and then two more things here. Uh, this is the, the, nerd, the nerd one here. Uh, reference. Um, I never go anywhere without my copy of the Constitution. Uh, <laughs> the owner's manual to the greatest nation on God's earth. I bet earth. the guy interviewing him just like came when he said that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just have a copy carry, of the Second the Amendment printed one. out. That's the only one. Uh, First Amendment and the Second Amendment. First Amendment so I can uh, say Nazi stuff and also racist stuff and just say it's First Amendment. And the second one, because uh, I have two guns on me right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so like the thing, like... Oh, and the, the, here's the only thing about that I find him to be particularly relatable. He has a USB battery charger for his phone that he carries. Look, we we're all extremely online. He's people. just like us. Yeah, he's like us. That's relatable. But otherwise, um, you know, he's. The, here's the other thing. Like he lives in he lives in like Virginia. He worked in D.C. He works presumably still in D.C. in some like you know jerk off think tank or whatever, like the MAGA you know pack or whatever. Like mm-hmm. you can't carry guns in D.C. There's no concealed yeah. carry. So. This everyday carry is bullshit because he spent the whole first part of this article trumpeting how he's a you know make, yeah. getting it done in Washington, and also you, know, you to to work like in Washington in those sort of buildings like my parents were there. You are constantly going between different buildings, each of which has a very extensive security. Well, he, he did get like right metal like, detectors. Like you would have to be like constantly yeah. going through security. I mean, he was in the news getting dinged at, fucking bleed. at least once. He got dinged for trying to bring a gun on a plane and be like, "I forgot," you know, like whatever. <laughs> I'm the, I'm an air marshal, according to me. Let me. Uh, I, just, I love the idea of like somebody like he's like ready in case someone tries to cut him in line at Pret. Like that's like his, this is like his life. Yeah. He oh, thinks he's he ready for to, sure to take go down it. Like, uh, just because all of them, all bon pan, pret, he's like, no, I only go to Fuddruckers. <laughs> I eat lunch at Fuddruckers every day. He doesn't use the knife that Fuddruckers gives him. He uses their fork, but his blade. He his takes blade, out his, yeah. like, tactical knife. Now, now uh, the, com- the comments here are generally positive. They're pro- generally, the recoil readers are generally, they're all coming, cross-posted the, from Facebook. The recoil reader. Yeah. Well, there's uh, a lot of them. The recoil internet com not even the people who read but the people who read it enough that they feel compelled to comment on right. it that is a special subgroup so, of society so here's this guy agree or disagree with his politics he dropped some great wisdom on firearms so it's like <laughs> i'm above politics i'm just guns man that's yeah. all i care about yeah i'm not yeah i don't care about any political issue i'm a gun lifestyler <laughs> yeah. Lo- don't, love this don't come to me with your uh, political petty arguments man i just want to sit back and Zap a few bulls. That's a shorthand for bullets that that guy uses. Zap, launch a couple bulls out of my old uh, sidearm, baby. It sounds like you know a lot about the gun lifestyle. I know yeah. a lot about it. The, the, the way of the gun. Yeah. He, uh, there's another, love this guy. He is an asset to our great country. Cool. Thanks, man. Um, let's see. Uh, the, but the best one is the most recent comment just says, Gorka is a joke, period. So that's... Uh, Got him. Bazinga! We got him, <laughs> yeah. folks. Uh, so yeah, so that, that's that's just a quick rundown. I think it's it's worth the read because it is totally insane. It probably will make you mad because he probably gets a lot, in a lot of his stupid like fake news jibes and all that stuff. But uh, you know, it's it's interesting when you let someone who has an incredibly delusional high self opinion of themselves like he does, you know, on like what he's about, like him, 
and somebody just really kind of lets it breathe and just kind of feeds into it for like an extended interview. Yeah, you, know, you get a lot of quality stuff out of it. You yeah, know? not asking. And, and it's the kind of it, the interview would look very like very similar if someone was doing it to make fun of him. Like if somebody right. was doing a put on, you know, like a, like an extended Daily Show thing. It would yeah, be exactly I mean, the same. It, it it probably wouldn't even be as good because he'd feel like they were blowing smoke up his ass. But like that guy was legitimately like, so what do you carry? Like perfect uh, way to get someone like that to just shoot themselves in the foot the way they probably will in the future, literally. Correct. Yeah. But again, you gotta so- ask him the important questions like, sir, do you wear a salad bowl as a hat? <laughs> <laughs> Please. Um, cool. All right. So let's, uh, let's move along here. Number two. So number two, I haven't seen any news stories about this, so I don't know how widespread this phenomenon is. Daily but Doc it- covered it a little bit. Oh, it? they did? Yeah. Oh, that's good. So um, I guess it started with two, new, at least in our sort of social circle, with two New York comedians, uh, Marsha Belsky, right, and, and who was the Sani. other one? Ray Sani. Ray Sani. Ray Sani. So these two comedians uh, just posted jokingly on Facebook, like you do, something about how men are scum or men are trash or whatever, because uh, no offense, present company, no, I was going to say present company excluded, but like, I don't know if that's totally true. So just... You guys are all right, but men are kind of scum. Um, and Duly they posted, <laughs> they posted that, and then Facebook banned them. They got banned for hate speech. So they got banned for hate speech for saying men are scum, and then a bunch of other people, in solidarity with them, also posted men are scum. Like, hey, these people got banned for saying men are scum. So let me just say, men are scum, and then they got banned. So this I- is like. Apparently a systemic thing that if you report someone complaining about men to Facebook, they will take it seriously as hate speech. Yeah, I think it's, I'm not sure if it's a mix of bans and them just, they just remove the post. Most of the ones there I've were seen a few recently of those. are yeah, just there like they removed people, the post. Yeah. Yeah, but they're also pointing, I think like maybe but there's part of the beginning of it was like, it was like Ray posting screenshots of a conversation that like, no, conversation is generous. It's just a dude, like, messaging her, like, the N-word a bunch of times and, like, just genuine hate speech shit. And she reported it, and they were like, oh, this actually, you know, doesn't violate our guidelines or something. Yeah. And then the men are scum thing. They've, like, t- take it down every time. It's 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 insane. Yeah, it's like, this, this is this, Patty's, this is this is your, your hypothesis. Well, I mean, this is, is something blinded? you can see. I mean, you can see across a lot of the social media platforms is that this, this I mean, it doesn't really happen on Instagram because there's not, like, words really you know and there's, i feel like it's not as vibrant a um an argument platform there's as much like discourse yeah. on instagram but, but it's mostly like, just people being horny yeah but it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like i mean especially you know twitter and facebook twitter super especially but like it, it seems like i mean first of all trolls are good at sort of weaponizing you know basically make people live by and that this is their whole thing right now is like and it's like the like the Saul Linsky thing it's like make them live against you know, make them live up to the rules that they set up you know so yeah. so the second you you make an you can't use hate speech like you can just weaponize a bunch of nerds who will just all report something as hate speech and then like either the algorithm will just immediately take it offline and then somebody has to deal with it or you know or i i just i i think at this point it, it you know whether it's the low-level people, intermediate people, or some intermediate people, or something like that, it seems to me that there have to be some percentage of those people are sympathetic to the sort of, at least like the James Damore, you know, sort of, why is everyone mad at me, you know, type, yeah. you know, like oh, I'm just said that statistics that women are not, you know, that like, 
or just straight up like crypto fascists, like, you know, like 4chan, like shithead guys are working at these places. Like, I, it's not clear, but like, because they're all tech people, you know, it's sort of, you have like a sort of revenge of the nerds type situation anyway. Cause like those people who are working those jobs. So, yeah. um, I, I guess, but like, I know a lot of the people working at Facebook are just like kind of low level contract employees that are just like people like people like me, like just kind of, uh, you know, fail daughters. Well, like, but the, one, but the ones who make like the band decisions, like that kind of stuff. And I think so. Yeah. I think it goes to like kind of low level contract employees, but it's still, I think a lot of them, I mean, it's still people who are in tech, which is not, you know, it's like, that's true. Which is a skewed male and is like, has it's a lot of problems with sexism itself. But yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely, it's like the, the closest thing it reminds me of is that, Whatever it was when those emails got leaked, the guy, like, the ghostwriter from Milo that leaked all that shit that was, like, oh, all these pr- prominent, you know, like, left voices yeah. are actually secretly. Right. It's, like, people well, like that. They're just, this is, like, the same well, as. Well, they just thought it was funny because it was a game to them, you know? They, they didn't, there were no consequences, and it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, ha, ha, ha. Like, but I'm, I'm just trying to imagine somebody who, like, is a, is not sympathetic politically to this point of view that sees somebody say, Someone else got banned for saying men are scum, so men are scum, and says that is, in fact, hate speech. Yeah. Right? Is that, like, not... Yeah. That, to me, is, I get, like... It's just, like, I just think it's so funny, because, like, that's such a, like... I know that that, like, has sort of, like, a political, like, inflection to it now because of, like, all the sexual harassment stuff and everything like that, but, like, women have been bitching about men forever. Like, why is this... Yeah. Like... People like women have been like, oh, men are scum for like a very long time, like pre pre the sexual revolution, pre like any of that. Like it's just it's just very silly to me that that is even considered like a political stance. (laughs) And then there's some like there's suggestions or people saying it's like it's it's pro it's a bot. Like there's some sort of bot that just reads these this sort of phrase and just automatically deletes the post or automatically takes action. Which is like, I feel like that's not necessary. It feels like that's not true because it's just like too squirrely and weird. The other thing is like, I, I get, but also people just, it's kind of like to me, I, I think it should have gotten maybe more coverage because it's a very weird thing. There's like a one small article in the Daily Dot, but people are still doing the posting the men are scum thing. And I think at this point, it's just going to get deleted. That's like clear. I don't know what the, you know. I did an experiment today to see because I saw that everyone was getting deleted for saying men are scum. Yeah. So I said I give men one and a half stars on Yelp, well, and I'm waiting. Well, here's the well. The other thing is that I mean, some of these people I know. Libby Watson had a problem with this too. Like she, her Facebook is like friends only. I think so. Like uh-huh. that implies that she had to be reported because nobody else could see it by right. one of her. That's friends. the thing. Like who's re- who is reporting all this? I, I mean, guess lot, everybody's of- like. Mad uncles who had a bad time at Thanksgiving. I don't know. I mean, a, a lot of I think a lot of a lot of people that report it. I mean, a lot of a lot of comedians do like they accept anyone's friend request because it's like a weird like fan building. That's thing. true. And they also that's the worst is like I like look up someone on Facebook Ugh. and I, they have like two hundred mutual friends with me and I'm like, hey, do you guys know this person? Their fa- right. friend requested me and everyone's like, oh no. The best thing is the when you get like a clearly a fake account that like is like a woman in a bikini. And you have like fifteen <laughs> mutual friends. It's like, come on! Yeah. Like, oh, you nice. just see who your who of your friends are just marked. It's like you gotta get like, come on, like just have some filter on this. Yeah, that was like <laughs> born yesterday. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, she loves my comedy, right? Yeah. That's, that's what this is about. Oh, it's you're about talking my comedy. About, you're talking about my friend Galishla from Novobeers? Yeah, <laughs> your best friends. 
Yeah. She <laughs> owns two bikinis and no other clothes. Um, I've given her my social security number. We are about to be wed. Yeah. I, I, I think there's a lot of, but I think there's a lot of dudes that like, they have this stupid thing of like, they see that and they're like, they're the ones who are like, you get the, the type of people who are like reverse racism. You can't say it's something oh, white Right. People Imagine do. if you said yeah. black people were scum. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a hundred percent that those people. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And now I think that at this point, a lot of them are like, well, I can't even comment with, you know, the truth because they're going to call in their they're going to call in their this the troops on me the squad social justice warrior it's like so they, i think they just report it cuz it's like nobody knows that you reported something and just their little you That's know, true. fucking sad i mean it is, i mean have you ever been in a i like it is pretty satisfying to report somebody never like, yeah. never on facebook but yeah on twitter yeah i've done it on twitter i mean it but it is kind of a snitch move but like it does make you feel sort of good yeah but if somebody if somebody's being shitty like to people that you i mean it's you i don't usually do it because of stuff that's directed at me it's usually because it's some you know like some you, right it's almost, like if somebody's just being it's really almost always a lady people. that's getting harassed um turns yeah. out but uh happens a lot but yeah i mean it's it's uh it, I, I don't know. The, the, the whole thing is weird because, like, I, I mean, I guess there's some still some people who use Facebook, like, in some meaningful way. I don't know. It's just like it's weird to me to to think that you would like may do. I mean, there I, there were like people do like serious posts on Facebook. I guess still. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it just that to me just seems like an even worse cesspool than Twitter for yeah. arguing about stuff. Because well, yeah. it's like well, it's like the comment why... section. The other thing was that some I was talking to a, a non comic uh, person I know about Facebook, and they were like. No one's on Facebook anymore. I think, and I think to a certain extent, it's like Facebook is literally just comedians promoting their shows to right. each other. Nobody, nobody else is still on there. Everyone's like just only on Instagram now. Or whatever. Parents are on there. Yeah, that's who's on there. Well, I'm not yeah. friends. It's I'm like not, older people. I'm not friends with my parents. I don't You're know. not. No, I'm, they, not they, I'm they friends have... with my mom. My dad will not go near any social media because he's smart and better <laughs> than the rest of us because it's awful. But. Yeah, I think parents are on Facebook a lot. I think a lot of people's parents use it very actively. But like the age, the, the it for people our age, I don't think non comedians use it. I don't know what they use though. I think it's Instagram. They just go on Instagram. This is just a full like. What are the kids up to? Yeah, no, like yeah, <laughs> <you're> <laughs> too deep. Hello, fellow kids. Yeah. Um, but look, uh, I think we can all agree that that the van is bullshit. Um, it doesn't yeah. really. None, we're not going to come to any results. But I do think there are. Um, forces at work at these companies that are not um, being uh, intellectually honest, and that's yeah. bullshit. Um, but listeners, postmen are scum. See what happens. But it's too bad. We're all going to keep using these fucking sites because we're in a situation where we can't stop. So cool. Well, uh, we cracked it. We solved <laughs> it, guys. <laughs> we did it. Save the day. <laughs> all right, and and this week's number one reason to say what a time to be alive. That's right, folks. It's the uh, the grocery shopping Nazi. It's uh, the fucking dog shit. <laughs> the, Did you guys know that Nazis eat food? I, like, you know, I had heard. I also eat food. I had heard tale. Isn't that crazy? I heard tale of these that Nazis were human beings that uh, breathe and uh, and eat food and and have it, watch television sometimes and ha- have you know um, are able to communicate with other humans. But uh, it was important that the New York Times send a reporter to Huber Heights, Ohio. Um, to interview this guy, Tony Hovader, um, about why he uh, is a Nazi. That's cool. Um, or a white, whatever yeah. he calls himself. Who cares? Uh, I just, it just really blew me away to know that Nazis um, are people, too. I, I, mean, I think if there's one group of people we have to convince another group of people are people, too, about, I would not say it's the non-Nazis. Yeah. We wouldn't want to dehumanize the Nazis or anything. 
Yeah, like I, I, uh, I, I, if I had to pick one group who had to learn not to dehumanize people, and I had to choose between people who weren't Nazis and people who are. I don't know if I would make the same choices in New York Times. I, I think I think you know, and and it's interesting because the Times, you know, I know that there are different sections of the paper, but presumably there's somebody who's in charge who's sort of overseeing the whole voice of the paper. Um, I think it's good that they they do this kind of, hey, let's just get a, a slice of life piece about a, a a guy in Ohio who thinks that there should be a white ethno state, or a, a, you know, <laughs> to put it the, the you know the gentlest possible terms, um, but also run an op-ed uh, decrying people protesting on campuses because that stifles free speech. That's cool. Yeah, you know? yeah. Those should. Those yeah. are real good timing, putting those Co- together. College kids, are, the, college kids are all maniacs, um, you know, and uh, they're, they're destroying free speech in this country somehow, um, even though, like, nobody would listen to college kids' opinions about literally anything else, <laughs> but we're obsessed with what they're doing about who they're protesting on campus. Yeah, who yeah. was it? I, I wish I could remember who it was, but there was a good tweet somebody had. It was like, of course the first, like piece the new york times will run that's like complimentary of a millennial is about a nazi <laughs> <laughs> the first time they've ever been cool with our why generation. aren't millennials buying diamond swastikas <laughs> yeah uh it's 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 really you know it's like the times and i think this is part of like the problem they've had and they're reckoning with and all media is reckoning with because all media especially political media is all in the beltway right that's all it's all like up northeast you know and it's all the people who right. have basically been you know excluding like the you know but in terms of like the the political class they just got a big fat finger in the eye in you know last year and so they're tr- like what the hell did we miss what are we you know so that's why we get a different article about you know uh closed factoryville ohio and how the people who supported trump still support trump you know every week you know yeah at some point it's like who fucking cares you know like the the, the articles don't they never say anything and this is like the worst example of it where it's just this guy who they write a whole article about him and they only mention briefly 4chan but it's like it's pretty <laughs> but it's pretty clear that the internet is ha- playing a major role in what's happening yeah. to these well, people. Well he's he's saying he's being like normies and shit, right? He's saying, Yeah, he's, he's and, but he, he's like dismissing the fact that the internet had a lot to do with it. He's like I already thought all this cuz I read because they I read books. I read books yeah. cuz they won't want to sound like idiots. It's like oh memes didn't do this to me or whatever. Cuz right. you, you know, if you if, cause if you think of yourself as like an intellectual, you can't imagine that somebody yelling the same thing at you online over and over again made you think a certain thing. But um like they write these pieces and it's just like, well, what, okay, what do we learn? Right. And a lot of the time there's no introspection at all. But the best thing about this piece is that they sent this guy, Richard Fawcett. I don't know if he pitched it or whatever, but then the, which ran simultaneously, simultaneously with the article. And apparently the, okay, the national editor has written a response, has, has written a response that I haven't seen. Um, apparently that went up since the article originally ran, but at the same time as the article itself, the author of the article, the reporter wrote an article that basically said, yeah, I didn't really get anything out of this. The headline is, <laughs> I interviewed a white nationalist and fascist. What was I left with? It's like, hey, maybe don't, maybe don't run the article then. If it yeah, has no- so he, yeah. Wrote, he wrote like a meandering profile of a Nazi that was so meandering, he had to write a second meandering article with no point to it about how the, the first one had no point to what it. Makes a man the, start thank you fires. for your contribution, the, sir. Because the only interesting thing about that person is that they're a Nazi and you don't even want to address that. Or like, like, really right, like you're, not, like, you're not talking about that. It's so strange and it's so like... I, and I, I kind of understand why they think that these pieces are important. And it's it's like you said, it's because these people are Beltway people or they're people that live in Brooklyn or whatever. And the idea of a Nazi in Ohio is like, 
exotic to them or intriguing in some way or like you want to figure out how they got that way like i kind of understand that but like you have like you have to think about the implications of writing an article like this when you're not writing a profile about how like uh you know antifa is just like you dsa is just like you like you don't do that Right. So you can't just keep doing it to Nazis. It's going to make you look bad. I mean, it's like, I mean, like the idea that, I mean, the idea that this guy is just discovering or they're, or they're, or they're just finally interrogating the idea, like the banality of evil, like that's like no shit. Like these are people. No fucking shit. Yeah. Like we've talked about this before, but it's like, yeah, they like good TV. The Nazis liked art. Like you're not, it's not a novel idea. Yeah. We like, talked about their unicorn, uniforms, unicorns, unicorns. Also. Yes. Yeah, they, the ama- they have good, like they have good taste. That doesn't mean they're not calling for a white ethnostate. Yeah, state. Like, it doesn't matter. It's also like I I hate this shit. That, that this is like the the fucking favorite talking point of everybody now, where they're like Nazis, but they're like, oh no, it's good. You know, you got to hear every side. It's free speech. It's like, like Nazism specifically is like such a horrific. Like, it's not somebody being like, oh, I have some kind of bad thoughts about race. It's someone that's saying, like, the the millions of people that were murdered, A, I think it's good that they're dead. B, I'm disappointed that it didn't continue. Like, that is yeah. the stance you're taking. People act like supporting Nazi. Like, I've gotten, I got a big argument with uh, somebody about this because it's like that sort of thing. It's like, oh, if you see someone wearing a swastika, you think you should just punch them and just because of their beliefs? It's like, yes, you should <laughs> because that belief... <laughs> Is not like I was saying. I was like, if even if I saw someone walking down the street like with a shirt that said like "I hate Jews," that is like, if you're supporting Nazis, if you're swastika, you're supporting the violent removal and extinction. It is a right. it's a statement it's, it's of a violence. violent ideology. Yeah, it's you're you are condoning violence by your support yeah. of that belief system. Sup- Therefore, violence should be meted out against you. Yeah, you're not, you're not saying, you're, when you have a fucking swastika on, you're not saying, I believe in, you know, dis- like equal-ended discussion of multiple things. You're saying, <laughs> I believe the, the, the ultimate solution for our world is that we should be exterminating people. Some would say a final like, solution. Yeah, perhaps. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, people are like, well, they're not being violent. And I'm like, a swastika is a it's a statement of violence it's yeah like what, what do you act. think they believe if they're not being violent yeah. what is that <laughs> and then it's even worse than if they're just some fucking idiot jackass that's just like oh no just like they're just trying to be like weird edgy like that like yeah, well, like you, this is the, but, that person deserves a smack so they can stop being such yeah. a lord jesus christ it's <laughs> like i don't know why how this got this isn't this is just me genuinely very angry there's like no jokes in it but it's like i don't know how Nazism somehow got lumped in with like, you know, yeah, this like fucking oh think piece like oh op ed. You don't let a Nazi write an op ed because you know what their op is, and it's that people should be right. dead that are alive. <laughs> no, no, yeah. what, what and what's interesting is like you can actually there's actually a very clear, um, like opposite like good way to do this because like what this article does is like, oh how this like a seemingly normal guy become like a Nazi, and then he just asks the guy, right? Yeah, and like. And like his wife, like, you're who, giving who, who the, is you, also that a is Nazi. the definition of giving somebody a platform. And it's like, and like it, right? And it's like, well, it's like, and also like, you're not going to get the, like the, it's the most obvious, unreliable narrative problem in the world, right? Like, there's yeah. like, there's other there's other psychological issues clearly that are percolating in this person, right? So there's an article, and I think it's the Atlantic, but it's about the guy who founded the Daily Stormer, that like four five foot four Andrew Anglin guy, mm-hmm. which is like much more interesting because first of all, the guy like cut him off like midway through like the process, but then he went. 
to like his hometown. He went to from like Columbus, Ohio. Interviewed like people that he grew up with and stuff. And so you're getting a picture of who this guy is through someone else's eyes and not through him. Uh, his qu- own perception qu- quoting, of himself as a fucking si- Uberman. Quoting Seinfeld and sitting at Panera. You know, it, it's, it's yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's just like. I don't know. Maybe the public editor, or, or not the, the the national editor, has some kind of you know like, well, we we fucked up, guys. Sorry, you know. Yeah, whatever. but it, it's but also you ran the article, dumbass. There's also this like level of it's like, yeah, because you sent like a white Anglo reporter to go talk to him, where there are reporters you have that like do that. You want to do a fucking article? Send a Jewish reporter. Send like any non-white reporter to go interview him, and the fucking question is, why do you think I should be dead? And why is that going to benefit the world for me to be dead? Like, that's, it, it's, it's insane. I, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying anything anyone else hasn't already said, but it's, the whole thing is just insane. It's like, that's the thing is, it's, yeah, like you said, it's his beltway. Like, they're like thinking of this as like discussing it in, you know, swirling brandy in a snifter of like, right, oh, it's, it's it would be curious to go talk like, to one of them. Like, it's all it's all a fucking game to those people. It's all it's all a battle of ideas, and that's the thing is like, when it's only a battle of ideas, there's no harm in considering other people's ideas. But there are some ideas that you shouldn't consider because it, they affect people. Yeah, and uh, and the idea of calling for a white ethno state and genociding people is an idea that we should not even. Uh, even hypothetically consider like it's too, yeah. it's just too fucked up. So yeah, uh, fuck this guy, fuck the guy who wrote it. Um, yeah, the mea culpa was not great. It's it's just a thing about like, well, what we were trying to do is shed more light. And it's okay, way to go, guys. You did it. Um, well, it's, and, and like I don't know. I have friends who like don't really see what the big deal is with this article because they're like, what do you want? Like the New York Times to say Nazis are problematic while they're like talking to this guy. It's like no, I want them to not talk to this guy. Right. I like. Yeah. If they want to talk about the rise of white supremacy in our culture, you don't, again, like you said, you don't ask one guy about how he came to think that because yeah. he's, that's not who, like, hey, <laughs> that's man, not a way to find like, out. You're so that's like a way to give that guy uh, a free space to advertise his yeah. hateful fucking ideology. And they, and they posted a link to the, to the website of the Traditional Workers Party where you can buy the Nazi armband, which is, like, put out as, like, a... You know, uh, they put posts like a National Socialist Party uh, LARP, you know, piece or whatever. Perfect. Like, you can Great. Like, the New York Times linked to that website. It's like you could have just not linked to the website. That's like, yeah. I don't know what. I, I'm, the, I'm sure it's New York Times style, is, but like, come on, guys, maybe make an exception. And the other thing is, there are like maybe a hundred of those people in that group. Well, that's the other like, thing. Exactly. Think about all these. Think about all these like people on the left that are organizing in the, in the thousands that the New York Times just completely ignores. I don't know just, why you want to make them seem like, bigger. And if you want to use this dumb fucking argument of it's like oh it's all for the exploration of idea or whatever it's like what could possibly have been gained from this article <laughs> there is nothing he's a, he's a fucking nazi so either you go and he's like whatever cartoon you wanted him to be where he like eats fucking boot soles and you know spits out like like it, it's his Either he is as cartoonishly bad as I think you'd want him to be, and then your article's like, Nazis are still bad, or this, where you're <laughs> like, he's actually pretty normal. The best-case scenario is no story. And the worst-case yeah. scenario is you're you know, saying that, like, you're like, oh, they're actually pretty good guys, not so bad. 
Just I like think what it is outcome like, could there have been that you were imagining when you did this that it was worth it? It's a different I, version of the same shit. It's it's the it's the the dapper Nazi all over again because it's like mother, manners that would make any Midwestern mother proud. You know, it's like okay, dude. I think it is, is also though that like I think the the point of it that did not come across because he's talking about something so odious. I think the point of it was supposed to be that banality of evil thing. And the problem is just like, yeah, we fucking know. Like we knew that we learned about the banality of evil with the first Nazis. Like that's where that comes from. So we don't need you to keep talking about it. If you want to talk about it, you don't need to talk about individual people and support their ideology. Hitler loved his dog. I fucking had a dog. I love my dog. I didn't, but I didn't have the fucking mental illness or whatever that could let me love you know, a Eli, dog. You like actually him. bring up a good point. You are very similar to Hitler. Yeah, that's true. It's time. I do have the listeners. little mustache all the time. <laughs> very well dressed. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering. I was wondering how we were going to stick the landing, getting out of this, and maybe trying to be funny again because that was a little bit of a. Uh... Yeah, that was. It was basically what I Kath did. Predicted. I do want everyone <laughs> yeah. to know in our Google Doc, we have a Google Doc where we put links. I put this one in, and I said we can talk about the New York Times Nazi, but I think I'm going to get too mad. So. Yeah, I, I definitely. Apologize. I'm extremely red and mad. But what, what do you guys think his favorite Seinfeld episode was? I mean, you don't. You, I'm not going to say Super Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you're not going to lead me into this. I one. mean, if it's not the contest, come on, man. That's uh, the, probably that's the one about the marble rye. Yeah, <laughs> just loves that. Shut up, you old bag. <laughs> but that's also like you. How you can't like Seinfeld, man. Right. That is. Yeah, that you don't get that. You're not allowed. That's why I feel like it's this bullshit. Like a dude needs to get the shit smacked out of him and be like, "Stop, do it. Whatever this game you're playing. Quit liking Seinfeld. Yeah. If you if you're not and you're watching Seinfeld, you should be like, ah, scum. That should be. You know, that's don't. Be right. Like, well, it's like we were saying it's a game to the people in the Beltway and stuff, but it's also to some of these people a game, and yeah. I think that's like what people were saying after Charlottesville is like the people who this is a game for will hopefully stop because now they know that this is serious. But yeah. Well, the problem is when you make all your friends online and that's your community, you're kind of stuck, right? It's hard to kind of like... Um... Yeah, you hear that, listeners? Yeah. Well, uh, that's what it started. All this stuff started as like jokes, unfortunately. It's just right. like the people that come through. And that's why running this sort of profile is like, there's not people who are going to go out there and you know buy that armband immediately, but there are people yeah. who have... You know, I would love to know how many I, more they sold. Yeah, that'd well, be put nice it, put it this way: you don't want to run a piece that makes the people like the worst people in the world like, yeah, all right, we're in there, baby. You know, like that's not yeah. the result that you want <laughs> when you're writing this kind of thing. Simple journalistic rule: when you're right, about to publish a piece, go, hmm, would this piece possibly create a lot more Nazis? And if you say <laughs> yeah, then maybe kind of you know table that one. Even would it make the existing small number of Nazis happy? That seems like something you can try yeah. to avoid. Yeah. Would this bring joy to a Nazi's life? <laughs> the forty thousand that maybe maybe total exist. It's probably not even that. They probably couldn't. I mean, they almost certainly couldn't even fill like a big big college stadium. I feel like. Um, but it's cool that we think that they are uh, everywhere. Um, but in subtle ways, they are, I suppose. But these guys are not yeah. as big a concern as as. But it's cool they get articles written about them. So good. Yeah, um, thank goodness. Clear yeah. the air with a with a fat yeah, moon pie. Moon pie. What a time to be alive. Also, I enjoy. Apparently, one thing that I didn't foresee happening is that people have been tweeting us so much moon pie shit, <laughs> like pictures of moon pie <laughs> murals and stuff. Oh, uh, didn't you say? It's please the, keep didn't, doing that. Didn't you say it's the hundred year? Yeah, uh, somebody tweeted it's like the hundred year anniversary of the moon pie. Yeah, being somebody created. tweeted a, a mural at us. A yeah. moon pie mural. And then somebody was linking us to their Twitter account where they're they're 
the Moonpie Twitter account's doing one of those like edgy social media. They're zany. Yeah. Don't like, blow this, dude. This could be sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. Moonpie, yeah. give us the money. <laughs> what are you thinking? Yeah. Um, yeah. So out. wait, um, what is a moon pie? It's like chocolate with frosting in the middle, right? It's it's like a yeah yeah I think it's like yeah, a, but then it's it's all it's all it's all dipped in chocolate, isn't it? Or am I thinking of uh, something we're, else? We're now we're all blowing the sponsorship opportunity. We don't even know what these things well, are. Well, because in where in New Hampshire in yeah. my log cabin we we call those whoopie pies. Yeah, it's it's graham crackers yeah, with marshmallow well, in the middle with chocolate dipped in chocolate. Yeah, I think. Ooh, I, I okay, think, that's different, and I, that sounds good as fuck. Moon <laughs> pie sponsor us. <laughs> I think uh, I think whoopie whoopie pies are chocolate on the top and bottom, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whoopie pie, uh, I can't hear that without thinking of whoopie cushion, so it just uh, sounds like a fart. That's what I when I hear whoopie pie. When you bite in, just a, a hot <laughs> fart. It's a big fart, that's big like juicy a, fart noise. That's yeah. like a Harry Potter snack, I feel yeah. like. that's. Uh, Speaking uh, of six-hour bus rides. A book that's never been more uh, important that, than it is today. One of my greatest enemies I've ever met in my life was a woman that was on a, one of these six like bus rides from D.C. to New York. We stopped at a gas station or something. And she came out with like two hot dogs smothered in like mustard and relish. And it was just like the most insanely <laughs> terrible thing to eat in an enclosed space. It's very rude to eat a hot dog in a closed space. Two with mustard and relish. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to make that pornographic. That's, yeah. It's just like so. Oh. Guys. We're gonna close on this. Uh, don't eat hot dogs in enclosed spaces. Yeah, if you can really, avoid it. really muff the dismount. Yeah, especially there. If, you, especially if you see a very tall man um, who uh, you see a tall bearded man uh, who sounds like Jasper from The Simpsons. Eats me. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat a hot dog in front of him. <laughs> uh, so I guess I don't know. Plugs uh, on Patty Mo on Twitter, Instagram, uh, whatever. Uh, that, those are the main two. Um, we have a uh, Eli and I run a stand-up show every Friday at Karma Lounge in the East Village, like third and first. Uh, it's at eight thirty. It's called Bad Karma. We have a really good lineup uh, every week. This week, uh, as usual. Yeah, uh, I'm same as always. Eli Uden, Chili's Restaurants on Instagram, uh, and then yeah, I'm on Twitch too. If you're a video game fan, if you're a gamer, Gamer Fuel, Mountain Dew, etc. Kath, That's just my name. <laughs> Kath, what do you got up there in the Great White North? Anything? Uh... Um, I don't have any shows up here. Catch me at the Concord, New Hampshire Target. Um, <laughs> uh, my Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that is Kath Barbadoro. I have another podcast called Lie, Cheat, and Steal that comes out uh, usually Tuesdays. We're very lazy about day of the week, but it's about weekly, more or less. It's very fun. Um, that's LCS Podcast. Uh, on Twitter and all that. And then I, I'll do the plugs for all of us since I'm the last one to go. We are on uh, Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud at What A Time Pod. Um, please uh, rate, review, subscribe, especially uh, leaving us reviews on iTunes helps us out a lot. We've been very lucky making the like bottom of the top 200 comedy chart uh, the last few weeks. So the more reviews we get, if we can stay on that chart, we'd be super, super stoked. Yeah. Yep, and the reviews are fun to read too. We, we they're uh, super fun to read. We get a kick out of them, um, as long as they're nice. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, that is it for us, um, and uh, it's been fun. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.